Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Talk. Yes, you're listening to The Naked Talk with Alex Okurji. And yes, my name is Alex Okurji, and I am broadcasting live from Lagos, Nigeria. Now, wherever you're listening from, this is the one show where we keep it real. It's really about straight talk, about uh, um, the most authentic experiences that will empower your mind. Um, yes, you know, we don't pretend here. It's all about keeping it real. And um, it's nice to be back on Talk Wednesday. And, uh, of course, this is Her Royal Highness, the Duchess of Naked Talk. <laughs> okay, I know, I know, this really, really sounds a bit crazy. I mean, after the last show, you know, um, someone said to me, do you know that you are the Duchess of Naked Talk? And I started laughing. And I'm like, okay, you know what I get on my next show? I'm just going to introduce myself as royalty. <laughs> But anyway, how are you? How are you doing? It's another Talk Wednesday, and every Wednesday, you know, we share really empowering conversations that, um, you know, are thought-provoking. And on this week's show, you know, we're talking about the pregnancy fetish. Um, we're talking about the pregnancy um, fetish. And, you know, things um, have been, you know, on my mind. Uh, first of all, I know, you know, I, I, I'm saying, you know, I've, I've asked um, certain questions, you know, I've asked certain questions, and I know there are um, quite a number of men, right, who find that they are attracted or mostly attracted to their partners while they're, you know, their partners are pregnant, or they're mostly attracted sexually to pregnant women, and there are some who are quite squeamish about the thoughts of even having any form of contact or sexual contact with a pregnant woman, even if it was their own partner or wife. Or, but what do you think about it? You know, I've been trying to basically pick, you know, people's thoughts, you know. Um, and I'm definitely going to talk about, you know, how this conversation started in the first place. But 
you know, a lot of things have been going through my mind, and I'm saying, um, you know, uh, I'm wondering, do you find pregnant women sexually attractive or repugnant? You know, or what are your thoughts about men who <clears throat> actually feel this way? Sorry, you know, excuse me, who actually find, you know, who actually fantasize about pregnant women, uh, random pregnant women, not just women that they're um, attached to or involved with, but actually random pregnant women. Um, what are your thoughts about being an object of desire um, to your man or to random men in general? And were you one of those people that you get involved in sex? Did you have sex while you were pregnant? Or even if you're not, or even if you're a single you know, woman, do you feel like that's something that you're going to be involved in? Do you like the idea? Um, but, you know, just before we you know, get into and talk about pregnancy, fetishism, um, and I have quite a bit of stuff to share, how about we, you know, take a quick uh, commercial um, break, and we'll be back. You're listening to The Naked Talk with Alex Okoroji. You're listening to The Naked Talk. It's so uncensored. She keeps it real. She keeps it straight. She tells it like it is no matter who's afraid to bear. <laughs> You're listening to The Naked Talk with Alex Okoroji. Okay, we're back. This is still the Naked Talk with Alex Okurji. And wherever you're listening around the world, my name is Alex. And yes, I am the queen of naked expression. <laughs> I call myself the expressionist. And um, you know what? You know, I have so many names. People call me all sorts of things. But you're listening to the Naked Talk. And this is the one place, the one stop place for authentic conversations about real life experiences. We keep it real. It's always straight talk, no bullshit, and we're trying to empower our minds. Now, if you're listening, I see a lot of people listening to the show, and uh, you want to make your contributions, feel free to call into the show. I want to know your thoughts. Um, conversation is a two-way street. This is a two-way. I like it being a two-way. So if you want to share your own thoughts about the pregnancy fetish, if you're one of those guys who find it, find pregnant women attractive, if you think it's kinky, or if you're one of those people who can really stand pregnant women and you want to share your story, uh, you know, feel free. I mean, the number to call is plus one two one five three eight three three seven six six. Um, if you're outside the U.S., um, if you're in the U.S., I mean, just call it local number um, two one five three eight three three seven six six. If you're outside the U.S., please add the plus one, um, and we'll get on the show. And uh, you can also get into the um, the chat room. Log into the chat room. And send your chat messages, and of course your messages will be read on the show. Or you can tweet, just tweet, um, just hashtag the Naked Talk and send your tweet. Tweet at Alex Okoroji or at the Naked Talk, and um, definitely your, you know, your uh, thoughts or your contributions will be read on the show. This is the two way. So yes, so let's, um, you know, I- I'm pretty excited, first of all, to be back here everywhere today, because of you know, I talk for a reason. So known as mesophilia, um, or mesophilia, depending on, you know, which, you know, is a context where pregnancy is seen 
by individuals or cultures as an erotic phenomenon. It may involve sexual attraction to women who are pregnant or appear pregnant, attraction to lactation or attraction to particular stages of pregnancy such as impregnation or childbirth. There are no particular or preferred elements within mesophilia that are common to all mesophiliacs. Some may pursue fantasies that are concerned with the circumstances in which a subject may give birth or to the conditions to which the pregnant subject may find themselves acting upon, such as approaches to mobility, sleeping, and, you know, dressing. Particular areas and processes of the body that change during pregnancy may also become the focus of psychological investment. But nudity or sexual activity is not always essential. And in some cases, actual pregnancy is not necessary to invoke arousal. In these cases, the appearance of an enlarged abdomen caused by obesity or overeating may be sufficient or simply the suggestion of a protruding navel. Now, it's, I mean, this is really, really, let me start, let me even start you know, talk about how this conversation really started. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine, and I said to him that, oh, you know, I was in a lot of pain. Um, I was having toothache, and, you know, so he was like, oh, well, you know, why haven't you been to the dentist? I said, oh, you know, I'm, you know how it is with me. I have very low pain, and I'm kind of scared of the pain. So he was like, oh, yes, it's really painful and blah, you know. And I said, oh, yeah, that, you know, the closest I've been to anything going under any sort of um, massive pain or experiencing any sort of massive pain was childbirth. And the fact that I actually had my child um, through a cesarean section, a CS, a C-section. And he was like, why? Maybe, why weren't you exercising? So I said, oh, uh, I didn't really, I mean, I was working, but I mean, being an actor, uh, an actress for whoever's reasoning, being, you know, um, it was, yeah, it wasn't really physically exhausting for me because it got to a point when I was filming Tinsel, um, I couldn't, my character wasn't supposed to get pregnant, but I was, I was pregnant and, you know, we kept trying to find ways to film, um, medium shots, close ups, just to hide the tummy. And it got to the point where, of course, it was, you know, getting to my face. And it was more like, okay, we're just going to try and get you to do voiceovers. So I kind of pretty much worked, but it wasn't anything exhausting. I wasn't exercising anymore. I really was having experiencing some really emotional, drastic emotional trauma. I mean, in the fact that I was dealing with body change. Um, I didn't like I was hot anymore. <laughs> I wasn't that sexy. Uh, symbol anymore. It was really more like, oh, you know, my body was changing. And so, yeah, I wasn't exercising. But I, and I said to him, yeah, I wasn't exercising and I wasn't having um, enough sex. And he laughed, you know, like, what? Like, what do you mean? you're not? I said, yes, I didn't have sex, like, through my second trimester, you know, having sex, like, just a few months to delivery. I think it was seven months. Yes, I said I had sex, seven, eight months, you know, just a few months to delivery. That's what, you know, so he was like, what? You were having sex while you were pregnant? And I was like, yes, I was having sex while I was working. What's wrong with that? He was like, no, everything is wrong with it. And I was like, what? I said to him, you're married. You have three children. Are you saying to me that you never had sex with your wife while she was pregnant? And I was like, no, he didn't touch. I was like, what? You know, so it was a really interesting conversation back and forth. And I was like, no, that's wrong. He was like, no, that's right. That's normal. I'm like, no, it's not normal. 
and then I said to him, you know, I was really, really hot during pregnancy. I didn't change much until seven months. When I got to seven months plus, that's when, you know, my, my, dark and my skin got darker. That's when, you know, it started to show my face a bit because I put on the weight. But before, up until that, I was just this really hot pregnant woman. And I would walk by people and, you know, sometimes some guys would go, do you know what, I would do anything right now to shake. And I would just, I used, I would take it as a compliment. I would laugh about it. You know, I'm open-minded and really crazy. So I would just laugh about it because I just took it as a compliment, really, that, you know, a man would look at a pregnant woman and say to me, you know, you're so beautiful, right? You look so hot. I would shag you right, you know, I would screw you right now. And I, I would laugh about it. But, you know, and he was like, no, that's all forms of wrong. Or men who actually exist, who actually find pregnant women attractive. And to them, it's some sort of fetish. And he was like, no, those people are not normal. And I'm like, look, it's all about preference. I even find it abnormal that, you know, a man wouldn't sleep with his partner because, you know, and he used the word, he said, because pregnancy is some kind of deformity. So I said, if it's some kind of deformity, you deformed her. So why wouldn't you, you know, engage with her, you know, build in, um, sorry, engage some sort of intimacy with her? If you were the one who deformed her. Now, you know, it's another thing to talk about, you know, fetishism, a random stranger. But this is someone that you're involved with. You're the, you, you know, you basically put her in that situation and you find it unattractive and you find pregnant women unattractive. So um, let me get your thoughts. I want to know, you know, um, do you are you one of those people who find pregnant women attractive or you just one of those who can't stand? And I spoke with another friend of mine who says, you know, he's really squimish. You know, he doesn't, I mean, he just feels like pregnant women are like eggs. They shouldn't be touched. You know, it doesn't, I think that, you know, different people have different views about it. And, you know, I've been getting messages, private messages, I said, bro, Joe. And someone, you know, just sent me a message saying, oh, you know what, um, the VJJ of a pregnant woman is very tight. <laughs> and, you know, someone else, and then I spoke with another friend of mine who's like, look, he's, you know, the kinky type. He likes, you know, he thinks there's something really beautiful or attractive about um, pregnant women. So I'm, you know, I'm trying to get your thoughts, you know, what, how do you feel about pregnancy how do you feel about pregnancy how do you feel about the thoughts of you know finding um a pregnant woman attractive you know is it does it turn you in sexually do you see pregnant women and go oh my god you know i would do her right now i mean she's hot i mean we see portraits i mean for me i'm going to share my own um personal view um but I, again you know there's no right or wrong i just really want to know what more people think do people find, do they think it's something really odd, you know? And um, we'll talk about it some more. Um, how about we take, you know, let's take a quick um, commercial break and uh, we'll be back. Have you pre-ordered your own specially autographed copy of The Naked Experience by Alex Okoroji? From timid girl to confident woman. It will make you laugh, it will make you cry, it will make you cuss, but most of all, it will be a great resource for you and your loved ones. Log on to www.alexokorji.net to reserve your copy and win two VIP tickets to the book tour and match.
Talk with Alex Akuji if you're listening, wherever you're listening from around the world. Uh, first of all, I'm very excited that you're here uh, listening to the show. And we'll be talking about the pregnancy fetish. And, you know, I've gone on to explain um, just before we went on the commercial break um, what mesophilia is really about and how people objectify um, pregnancy. Or in you know um, as an erotic uh, phenomenon, or sexually you know sexual like a sexual sexually attractive phenomenon, or objectify pregnant women as you know sexually erotic, and you know so I I've been talking about that and basically how this conversation really started and how I got the idea. You know we're talking, I was arguing back and forth with my friend, and I said you know we talked about. It. He said no, you should get it on your blog, and I was like no. Maybe I should get it on radio so I can get, you know, response to this. And I just put it, you know, I like the fact, I like to think through things. And it's nice to have thought-provoking conversations that truly, truly empower people. And um, which is what is great about, you know, being here and doing this is that you get an opportunity to exercise your mind. I, I keep telling people that the mind is a very powerful, it's a powerhouse and a number of things. And have this conversation because it's okay to talk. Really, you know, I mean, it's pretty much, you know, okay to you know have this sort of conversation. And um, so if you're listening, um, I see a lot of people, if you want to, you know, get in, get into the chat room, or pick up your phone and call in. The number to call in is plus one, two one five three eight three three seven six six. Uh, plus one two one five three three eight three three seven six six. If you're calling from outside the U.S., um, if you're calling within the U.S., you take out the plus one and you just dial it as a local number. Um, it's nice to be here, and um, it's Talk Wednesday, and you know, like we always have Friday Radio Special. We have guests coming on the show, and Friday Radio Special for this week is gonna be mind blowing. Trust me on that one. Um, I, we have great, great guests lined up for Friday Radio Special the month of July, and it's going to be an awesome, trust me, it's going to be an awesome show all the way around. And there are quite a lot of other special um, special shows I'm going to be sharing with you all much later in the month. I'm going to tell you. But don't forget to, you know, get on get on our social media, join our community, make sure you follow on, on, on Facebook, follow on Twitter, on Twitter, we're at the Naked. You can follow me personally, and uh, yeah, you know, I might follow, I'll follow you back. Um, so, yes, uh, we're talking about the pregnancy fetish just before we went into commercial break. And I said, you know, personally for me, I see like a portrait, you know, um, of a pregnant woman. And I think it's gorgeous. It's almost like an art. You know, it, it, I think it's, you know, it's beautiful. That's me. Again, I have an open mind. But uh, let me... Uh, make a particular reference to a particular um, the first glamorization of pregnancy as represented in 1991 by Demi 
Demi Moore. Um, actress Demi Moore on the cover of Vanity Fair. I remember the naked appearance of actress Demi Moore in the advanced stage of her pregnancy, which is maybe like third trimester, on the cover of Vanity Fair magazine in 1991, marked the beginning of a period which has seen pregnancy presented by celebrities as a glamorous state of living, while also also creating a market for photographers to produce images of pregnant mothers and for fashion stylists to introduce pregnancies. Now, I remember my friend was asking me, did I take any of those portraits? Oh, you're a celebrity. Did you take any of those portraits? And I was like, funny enough, no, I did not. I mean, I only took like, what, two, three photos with my camera phone. And that's it. You know, it just never, I never, I wasn't even in the emotional state of mind to think, oh, you know, I feel so beautiful right now. Let me take a picture. No, I didn't. Um, by the time I got to my own third trimester, I just felt like an entire, like a bag, a bag of cement or rice or something. I don't. I just felt really wobbly, and you know, even though, yeah, you know, but up until my seventh seventh month, until up until I was seven months or eight, um, I was still this really hot, you know, really hot pregnant woman. When I got to eight, it was just with I couldn't just stand it anymore. I just wanted, I couldn't wait for the babies to come out. So, um, but yes, it's nice to see. Women who are bold, who are embracing it, who look beautiful, who try to look beautiful, and glamorize, you know, basically glamorize. I'm, you know, I'm checking out on Wikipedia, like, television references to um, pregnancy fetishism. Um, Two and a Half Men season four. I don't know if you, if you ever watched Two and a Half Men. Repeated blows to his unformed head. Alan Happer displays his pregnant daughter, Naomi. And then in the uh, in accidentally on purpose episode, the Godfather pregnant Billy has to work with Sullivan Solid Boy, a fellow worker, which does not please her friend Zach or ex boyfriend James. Both think that Sully has a fetish for pregnant women. Um, then there's also um, the exes season two of um, season two episode of the exes titled Shall We Dance, when Holly remarks that surrogate pregnancy has slowed down the social life of her friend, Eden. And then Eden replies, are you kidding? There's a ton of pregro freaks out there. This one I'm currently with wants to put me in on a 1C. So apparently, they're really, really, you know, people who fantasize about, you know, one way or another, whether it's through literature, or through books, or through magazines, they like to watch porn, pregnancy porn out there. And some are just, you know, sometimes it's not even fully, I was trying to explain that, sometimes it's not even fully about having um, sexual intercourse, a sexual act, third base. <laughs> I like to use the word third base. Not really having third base. Um, not really having third base with their object of affection. It's really, you know, sometimes it might just be the idea of, oh, you know, her breast looks fuller, or she's got a rounded tummy. I know someone who used to, there was a time when I, you know, I would feel bloated and my tummy would just be a little, and you'd go like, oh, my God, I love your tummy. And I'm like, what? So you can tell that this, you know, sometimes it's not even somebody being pregnant, really. Just the idea that you look pregnant. In other words, you may just be bloated. You may just be fat. <laughs> Excuse my, you know, you may just be a little, you know, have a little bit of weight in the midsection. It gives them, you know, it just makes gives them that whole pregnant feel. And really, it's just people with kinky minds, you know, so... Um, but let me ask you, as a woman, you know, what, how do you feel or how did you feel, if you're a woman listening to the show, how did you feel um, while you were pregnant? Did you feel like you wanted to have sex all the time? Did you feel 
Um, like, no, you didn't want to be charged. I mean, again, this is all about preferences. You know, there's some people who prefer to be involved or sexually involved with their partners. Again, because, you know, um, hormones, you know, the hormones are everywhere. I was saying to my friend, I said, look, you know, pregnant sex usually probably um, is less exhausted emotionally in some sense because, first of all, your sexual drive is heightened. I mean, the sex drive is heightened for most women, for some women, maybe not for other women, but for a lot of women, the sex drive is heightened. Um, they're thinking about sex. Um, they're, you know, the hormones are all over the place. There's estrogen and progesterone, and they're thinking, um, you know, um, they're well lubricated half the time because, of course, the, there's a bit of uh, swelling on around the genitalia, the genital, you know, geni, you know, genitalia, and they're well lubricated. Some people aren't even worried about their body image because, I mean, that's the one time. You get away with everything. You get away with not being perfect, with not looking perfect. You can eat for two or for three and not care that your tummy is bloated because just like I'm saying, so it's the one time when you feel like you can get away with anything. You can get away with feeling sexy with yourself. Maybe not really sexy, but you just feel like you don't really have to be perfect. And that's the one time where imperfection is cool, but you know, you're not too worried about not having six packs, or sorry, one, two packs, or a washboard, you know, a washboard app, abs, or, you know, whatever it is. Um, so, yes, you know, I would say to him, you know, I said to my friend, look, it's not like you're going to be having, like, the best sex. It's pretty much probably going to be lazy sex. But at the same time, it just feels good to feel like, you know, your partner still finds you attractive, even though you're not at your most attractive um, state, you know, even though you're not at your best, it, it kind of just feels pretty much like a compliment to find that your man still wants you even while you're heavy. Um, then it's up to you to decide if you're up to it or if you have, if you're, um, if you're up to it really, you know. So, uh, well, we'll talk about some other things. Um, you talk about, um, um, a whole lot more on the show. Uh, don't forget, you can join the conversation. Get in the chat room. I see people in the chat room. And um, there are a couple of uh, messages. Um, let's see, there are a couple of messages from a number of people, you know. Um, people sent me quite a number. <laughs> Someone said, oh, look, you know, even though I'm not single, I'm sorry, even though I'm single, I'm not married, I'm definitely going to be having a lot of sex with my woman if she's pregnant, because I find pregnant women very attractive. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, let me see. Okay. I said. I said yes. Um. I'm one of those men. I find. I find sex with pregnant women to be kinky, and I love having sex with, you know, my wife when she every time, anytime she's pregnant. Okay. So there are people who actually do find you know, pregnant women. Um. So well, send your messages. Like I said. Uh. If you're if you're on WhatsApp, you have my WhatsApp number. You can send me um, your thoughts on WhatsApp or tweet at Alex Koji, hashtag The Naked Talk, or get in the chat room, send your messages, or call the numbers to call. I mean, if you're, you know, international listeners, just pick up your phone and call. Um, this is still The Naked Talk with Alex Koji. And how about we take um, a quick commercial break, and um, we'll be back. QTAB Events 
your one-stop shop for A-class events and entertainment, international artist management and promotion, logistics management, project management, and brand enhancement with affiliates across South Africa, UK, Benin Republic, Togo, Ghana, Ivory Coast, Burkina Faso, and Cameroon. Won't you rather let our dynamic team treat you like the respectable clients that you are, taking away the stress from your business? Taking away the stress from your business. member of Alex's blog community, ABC, then what are you waiting for? Join now to receive updates and all activities on Alexander and her naked thoughts at www.alexokoruchi.net to contribute, interact with other interesting ABC users and win special giveaways. Okay, we're back. This is still the Naked Talk, and you're listening to Alex Apology on the Naked Talk with Alex Apology. And um, it's all about straight talk with some of the biggest global icons um, and singers, life coaches, relationship experts, exceptional friends, actors, authors, interesting minds. It's really about real, authentic conversations, about real life experiences. And of course, every Talk Wednesday, it's Talk With Me. And then on Friday, we have a Friday radio special. So, um, contributions some um, um, listeners sent to me. Uh, the first one came from Sam, and of course, the second one came from um, um, Ibukas. Um, yes, so I would say just before we went um, on the commercial break, I did say that, um, you know, there's also a process of impregnation. Impregnation fantasies are characterized by the arousal of gratification from the possibility, consequences, or risk of impregnation through unprotected vaginal sex. Impregnation fantasies are often indulged by reading erotic literature and role-playing with a partner. So, there are definitely people who fantasize about the idea of somebody getting pregnant. <laughs> so, I said something. I'm, I totally can't stand porn. You know, I've been one of those. I've said it before a lot of times. I personally don't like to watch videos of people making out. And that's not because my mind is been open. I just feel like it's just feeding me too much. And I had to deal with a lot of bad productions and stuff. Especially being a creative person myself and being, you know, involved in filming and all of that. It just feels very weird to watch, you know, some really bad acting and people... You know, but um, I mean, I know that I wanted to. I don't know, <laughs> good adult stuff out there. I, I'm not just a, I'm not a fan. But on the other, on the other side, because I'm a reader, you know, I just I really love to read. So it's nice for me to read text, you know, and create my own imagination, my own fantasy, and stuff like that. So now, for people who are like that, some people like the idea of reading stuff. Um, Literature, erotic literature that characterizes, um, you know, gratification, you know, the consequences or the risk of 
impregnation through unprotected sex. So there are definitely people who actually think about, who fantasize about somebody getting pregnant. Like, you know, they love the idea of, you know, someone getting, or the role play. You know, you're having role play with a partner, and you're like, okay, what if she, this person gets an you try to imagine she's pregnant, or she gets pregnant, and what sex going to be like even after she's pregnant, and, and she has this big belly. And, you know, so it's um really, really, you know, um, <laughs> it's really, really, really um, a very deep one. And so there's something called alve- alve- um, erotic lactation. So there are people who actually also fantasize about women lactating mothers and lactating women and, you know, breast milk coming out and all of that. Oh, my God. I know some men are going to be cringing right now. They're going to go like, no, don't talk about this, Alex. But it's happening. It's true. This is real talk. You know, it's happening. I already mentioned about the fat uh, fetishism, you know, people who actually like, well, we'll probably talk about it. I'll probably go, you know, somewhere there. Um, let's, you know, let's also let's also look at the other side, which is um, the sensible side of this. I mean, and, and, you know, it's not sensible. The normal part, normal side, the normal side of this, which is people who are um, involved or attached to, you know, partners, spouses, and how they feel about, um, you know, pregnancy or being pregnant. Well, has pregnancy spiked your interest in sex or is sex like the last thing on your mind? Either way, you know, there are things that, you know, you might really need to know during pregnancy. Um, um, is it okay? I mean, for a lot of people, in the end, a lot of a lot of the guys who cringe about pregnancy or feel squirmish about it feel that it's not okay to have sex during pregnancy. And I have said this, I said this to my friend, I said, the baby's not going to hear anything. It's not like he can hear you mourn or groan or can see what's going on or like it would affect the child. But, you know, at first, you know, there are hormonal fluctuations, fatigue and nausea that might a woman's sexual desire. But as the pregnancy progresses, you know, weight pain, I'm sorry, weight gain, back pain, and some other symptoms, you know, it might dampen some people's enthusiasm. But your emo- and your emotions might even take a toll on you. And there are all those concerns about whether it's okay to, you know, have sex during pregnancy or whether it's not and, you know, blah, 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 the things that people have to deal with and fears about, you know, the sexual activity having the baby or maybe even anxiety about childbirth um, or the changes in your self-image or your body image as a rope You know, so I said this that, you know, unless a lot of doctors think it's okay and think it's safe, for women to actually get to actually have sex while they're pregnant, because it helps, you know, first of all, exercise their pelvis and the muscles there. And um, unless you know a woman does have a good reason not to, maybe history of miscarriage or preterm labor, you didn't have sex. Well, of course, again, people are also worried about STDs. I mean, if you're with a if you're with a man, you're not sure. If he's, you know, messing around or, or what his sexual health is, if you feel like you guys, you both are not monogamous, not just you want to protect yourself. You know, getting pregnant. People, like I said, some people worry about, some men worry about um, the development of their baby. But the truth is, your developing baby is protected by the amniotic fluid in your in the woman's uterus as well as the strong muscles of the uterus itself. So sexual activity would not affect your baby. I said that. Uh, but again, people also worry about positions. What are the best sexual positions? You know, and I'm like, you know, what is amazing about pregnancy and sex, or sex and, sorry, sex and pregnancy, pregnant sex, 
is that you get to try positions you may not ordinarily have, you know, because, okay, you can try the traditional because, of course, you have a protruding um, abdomen, your midsection is big, and you have to find more comfortable ways to have sex. And so people think, of what are the best positions to have during, um, to have when a woman's pregnant? And I said, uh, well, you can try spooning. Spooning is one of the, you know, is this way. It, it pretty much gives you, um, gives shallow penetration. It doesn't hurt, you know, the woman won't have to feel like he's in the world of her uterus. Um, of course, the weight is on her side. She's lying on her side. You're lying behind her. Um, you're both lying on your side. You know, you're lying spooning on your side. You're behind her. The man is behind her. And he can penetrate from, you know, it's a shallow penetration. Of course, like I said, pregnancy sex pretty much might be late to the sex. But, you know, there's still some half, is, you know, half, half bread is better than not, right? Half sex is better than no sex, right? So, um, okay, they can also try um, her straddling you, woman on top, you know, like cowgirl. Um, and why why that is very good um, is simply because she's in control. I mean, if you're a pregnant woman, you're in control. You're in control of the depth of the penetration. You're in control of the speed. So if you go on top, you're pretty much controlling everything. You can tell whether you're hitting the right spots or whether it's a little painful or how it feels. So it's it's you know if you get on top, then you basically control how that progresses in terms of. And then you can also try. Um, was uh, a variation of the missionary in the line at the edge of the bed, and he's standing. So in that way, um, the weight, you know, he's not putting his weight, his body weight on you. He's standing, you're lying on the edge. It's almost like classic. Um, it's a variation of the missionary, almost like a classical uh, missionary um, position. And then, of course, on all fours, um, you know, from behind, that way, again, there's no pressure on the tummy, kneeling on both hands and legs. So it's not like, you know, then he from the, or you're sitting, almost sitting like, you know. So, yeah, there are several ways. Um, and you can experiment, try out for yourself what works. But just because it's about balance and all of those things. And, I mean, if you're definitely want to be getting something, you have like your your sex drive is heightened and you want your partner to Show you some bodily love. You want to share some intimate. And for some, it may not necessarily really be penetration. Like I said, there are other ways to um, be intimate, you know, without, I mean, second base, for example. <laughs> I like to use second base. Oral sex. Um, there's nothing wrong. As long as it's not blowing air into your JJ, uh, it's fine. I mean, um, you can stimulate, you know, her body. She can stimulate us and, you know, give you, give each other Conalingus and Salasio. <laughs> it's just, you know, but again, you know, that's for um, couples who feel like maybe she doesn't, the woman doesn't feel like she's up to read to basically go all the way to third base and stop somewhere at second base. Um, yes. So um, let me see if there are any, yeah, I'll get a quite enough messages. Oh my God. Um, someone's saying, um, yes, I used to like to go down. On my girlfriend, my girlfriend, she was my girlfriend at the time, my fiance. Um, I used to like to go down on her when she was always so moist. Oh my god, <laughs> people are getting really, really, really mischievous tonight. I can see quite a number of messages sent, but it's nice to have this conversation. And someone just said, Oh my god, hell no, don't touch, 
don't do it. Like, just stay away. It's only nine months. We can, you know, I can last that, you know, I can last that long. Um, besides, you can get it from somewhere else. I'm like, ooh, this guy must. <laughs> okay. So, somebody's like, don't touch it, don't do it. I'm like, really? Don't touch it, don't do it. What is it? Is this like some... But again, like I said, you know, there's not one way to do something. This is just someone else's preference, I guess. Um, maybe this is starting to sound like my friend who really feels like, um, <laughs> who really feels like pregnant women are deformed. When he said that, that, I can't get it out of my mind. Like I keep saying it, I know, but um, it's really just strange to feel like, you know, someone would feel, <laughs> feel that way about, um <sighs> you know, pregnancy as, uh, what's it called, as, uh, or sex, sorry, sex in pregnancy, and, um, yeah, <laughs> you know, but what are, what are your thoughts, hey guys, what are your thoughts about, you know, the pregnancy, and for women as well, you know, are you one of those people who feel um, disappointed that your partner's going to do sex, or you couldn't even be bothered, you know, you may just be, you know what, that's your break. You kind of want a break anyway. Or you one of those who feel like, no, you'd rather your man finds you um, attractive, you know. Now, um, Erupti, I, I was going to go somewhere a little further in um, talking about erotic lactation. Because erotic lactation is kind of connected to pregnancy fetishism. I mean, so you, you at least have to lactate, really, if you're pregnant. So a woman lactates, you know, after she, you know... Um, she she gets pregnant or she's nothing, you know, things connected to pregnancy and childbirth and impregnation. And erotic lactation refers to a person achieving sexual arousal by breastfeeding, oh my God, or sucking on a female's breast, depending on the context. The practice can also be referred to as adult sucking, adult nothing, or adult breastfeeding. Practitioners sometimes refer to themselves as being an adult nothing relationship persons in an exclusive relationship can be called a nursing couple. So this term is also sometimes used for a mother and her child. Oh my god. I didn't even... <laughs> Milk fetishism and lactophilia. Okay. So the other is, you know, lactophilia are medical diagnostic terms for paraphilias and are used for disorders according to the precise criteria. What are the motivations? Oh my god. Because female breasts and nipples are generally regarded as an important part of sexual activity in cultures. It is not uncommon that couples may proceed from oral stimulation nipples to actual breastfeeding, especially in. Oh my God. Okay, so apparently there are quite a lot of um, fetishisms when it comes to. And yes, we said we're talking about sex today, right? So for all of you, uh, all of you, uh, what's it called? Um, curious minds. I mean, we're talking about fetishism, and so. We did talk about, um, uh, what's it called? Now, alvinolagnia. Let me talk about alvinolagnia. Again, remember I said it, that sometimes even the pregnancy fetish isn't really necessary, not even just about women who are actually carrying real, like, you know, really pregnant. It may just be the idea of a woman looking pregnant, you know, what you call the belly fat, right? So alvinolagnia. Um, or belly fetish is a partialism in which an individual is sexually attracted to the stomach. <laughs> and let me tell you, that's the truth. I know men who just go. I told, I said to him that. I remember one time someone said to me, or oh, an ex saw me and he's like, "Can I see your? Can I see your belly? I want to see your tummy." And I would raise my. And he was like, "Oh my god!" And I'm like, "What?" 
so it's true. There are people, you know, if I said it, like, there are times even when I feel like I just ate a lot, I ate a lot, and, you know, I drank so much, and I feel like my tummy is a little heavy. And his, you know, so is looking at his running his hand around your, your, you know, your your belly. And so there are men who actually do have, who are turned on by the side of a big tummy, right? So um, that's basically what alvinolagnia um, really is, is, you know, it's the belly fetish. You know, and again, this again could also be related to the pregnancy fetish. It often, it's also often coexists with the navel fetishism, sometimes which is connected to pregnancy fetishism and inflation fetish. Oh, my God. What's going on? <laughs> I remember my friend, you know, um, saying, um, I remember my friend saying, oh, one of the annoying things about even, you know, pregnant women is that oh, they all, like, you know, they all have a navel. Like, you know, they have a protruding navel. And I'm like, I didn't have a protruding navel when I was pregnant. And he was like, no, that's what they all have. But then there are people who actually turned on by seeing those protruding navels. Like, you know, they see it and they're like, oh, my God, this is, you know, and they start to actually get sexually turned on. So it is really weird that, you know, um, um, there's, you know, there are individuals who tend to be sexually aroused by watching or specific forms of physical interaction with the stomach. Now, anthropologists and behaviorists have discovered substantial evidence that the waist-keep ratio is a significant measure for female attractiveness thus making the female belly one of the most attractive features of a woman's body. Some find a slender, muscular stomach with a defined V-zone to be a turn-on. Some get attracted to someone wearing a crop top or bikini. Some tend to get aroused watching, by watching belly dancing. Now, in the Indian culture, the bare female midriff is considered attractive and erotic in India. Bearing the midriff has always been a fashion in Indian women attire. Indian women have traditionally one series that bears the midriff, especially South Indian women. The exposure of the midriff in a sari is considered to be erotic. So just the basic idea that, you know, a woman exposes her midriff, and for some, if that midriff seems like it's bloated, it's a, it's almost like it's um, exclusive, or how, how do I put it? It's um, odd. I think it's the oddity of having naturally the woman's you know belly is supposed to be flat so when a woman's stomach is big it's an oddity it's odd and so these people are turned on by the oddness of um of it i guess well um it's been an interesting time on the show i've had so much fun catching up with you guys uh you know this is i love doing this every wednesday talk wednesday talk wednesday is beautiful because i can share some of the things that i've learned or experienced or what i come across or anything that i stumble on and we can talk about it now, don't forget, if you need to, um, like you do, or let me first of all take use the opportunity to thank everyone who sends me emails. You guys send me emails. I get your emails. I try to respond to some. I can't respond to all, but I keep trying. Um, you know, you all send me emails, personal messages on BBM and WhatsApp, and um, I appreciate the contributions that you make. Some of you um, basically give me your thoughts about the show, what I can do better, what you love about it, and some of you give me ideas, you know, and ideas for guests as well so thank you i mean if you have any more um if you have stuff you want to share with me you can always email to the naked talk at gmail.com you can send your emails to the naked talk at gmail.com or you can send it to my personal um email address you can send it to alex at alex me me as an me um yes and oh let me use this opportunity it's just two days it's two days to go yeah to my um webinar my live webinar i'm having an online video conference on Saturday, 4th of July, 
the Naked Challenge 101. I'm going to be talking about how to convert yourself from being the average dreamer or the ordinary dreamer into an actual, how do you go from um, becoming an idolist to, so how do you go from being an idolist to becoming a realist? That's something that I went through for years. I had ideas, things I wanted to do, things I wanted to accomplish, goals that I never set out to. And I just got up one day and said, you know what, enough is enough. I, I can't keep dreaming and keep coming up with all these ideas and never actually um, get accomplished. And so I'm going to be sharing my TBT technique, what I call the basic truth technique. It's really mine essentials, mine tools, how I got myself to uh, stop thinking as a dreamer and start thinking as an achiever. And, you know, how I got into goal-getting mood and, and um, started doing things for myself, all by myself, and picking up my brand from scratch and turning it into what it is right now. And, you know, it's still um, a journey, but the fact that I can get out of my head, and that's what a lot of people are stuck in their heads. You have all these dreams, all these things you want to do, but you never really set out to do anything about it. You just talk about it, whine about it, and look at other people um, achieving their own goals and wonder why you can't do the same for yourself. So I'm going to be sharing that. And, of course, my um, workbook, my, my electronic workbook, um, the Naked Challenge um, e-book, um, e-workbook, sorry. I'm going to be sharing that as well. So if you haven't registered, please get on my website and register. It's free. And it only takes you two minutes. It's not, it's, you know, it's not, what do you have to lose? You have nothing to lose, really. One hour of your life getting information. Information is power. And, you know, we don't know it all. I mean, this, I mean, trust me, I might share something that you probably never considered and something that you can actually use because these are things that I've done myself. You know, um, if you know anything about me or if you've been following my rant, you can tell how hard I've worked in the last two years, or the last year or so, year and a half, just pushing my, breaking up my brand and chasing my purpose and my goals and my dreams and doing it myself. That's the, I think that's the catch about and which is what is amazing about being a self-help mentor. Being a self-help mentor is me telling you how you can do things for yourself, by yourself. It's how you can be self-sufficient in chasing your goals. So, um, Yes, I mean, you, I mean, if you have the money to pay other people to do it, that's fine. But if you're thinking, how do I start? Because half the time, we're always waiting for the perfect time. We're waiting to have the perfect amount of money. We're waiting to have the perfect resource and all of that to even start. But if we're self-sufficient enough, we can start right away. Right now is actually the perfect time. Right now, not later, now. So don't forget to get on my website. Get Go to www alexokoji.me, as an M-E, dot me, yes, me, me, <laughs> and click on events. When you click on events, just sign up. It takes less than two minutes, trust me, so fast. Um, and you can join the live webinar, the live conference, and um, we can interact. You know, you can listen to me share my story and share a number of things and um, my workbook, and yes. And um, don't forget, okay, um, Ask Alex um, Talk Therapy is available every Friday to Sunday. Yes, every weekend, Friday to Sunday. You can um, schedule an appointment. Um, just visit my booking page. You can go to my official website as well. If Once you go to my official website, you get to everything that I'm doing. You can get to the radio from there. You can get to my blog from there, Alexander and the Naked Thoughts. You can get to every you know everything else that I'm connected to from there. So if you get on my site, you can click on Ask Alex, and you can find you know directions. You can get to the booking page. Book an appointment, special an appointment, you know, uh, what, they do free clarity callers. Uh, we have what, first uh, first time callers, you get free 15 minutes of talk time. Sometimes you just want someone to listen to you, someone who has good listening ears, who's great advice, who's not going to judge you, 
who probably has an opinion that you or you know so probably just want my thoughts you want someone to walk with you and you need clarification you probably even do have your answers but you just really just want to be sure or double sure about how to go about life and how to be more involved more self-aware more um expressive then you know i'm the per- i'm the right person just get on to my side or you can go to askalex.setmore.com that's my booking page um you can click on it and you know let's start talking it's okay to talk so yes and if you yes another thing oh if you haven't downloaded you can download my mobile app that mobile app um the alex Ecology free app it's a free app it's not a paid app um you can download this from um the google store the google play store uh, if you have that, then it makes it also very easy for you to follow everything that you know I'm doing, especially for mobile. Um, you can get access to my blog and read my blog posts. Um, yes, you can read my crazy random thoughts. And then you can also listen to radio from there. So you can click on radio. It takes you straight to, you can listen to the shows. I never catch up on old shows that you missed. Um, and you can also visit my online store, yes. You can pre-order a copy of my upcoming book, The Naked Experience. It's gonna be oh god i can't wait for it to come out you know we've been having you know i've been moving the the release date but it's gonna be released in august thank goodness i mean issues with but finally it's gonna be released in august and that's the book that you want to have it's a major essential and so yes you can pre-order your copy you can pre-order your copy um at my online store alexabridge.com just go to my site my main site i click on store and it'll take you there if you have a mobile app you can get to the store for my mobile app um what else podcast yes don't forget to catch alex's audio diary that's that's an everyday tool you want um that's um alex's audio diary you can listen to podcasts again from the app or you can just get on my on my blog you can click on blog get to alexander and henry um and just um click on alex's audio diary and listen to all the, the short really short audio podcast that inspire you multiple um, there's definitely things that you know you want to listen to, um, and of course, don't forget to share, share, tell people about it, tell people if you like something, um, if you love a post, if you like something, don't forget to share it with those you love or even like a lot. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, it's been an amazing time on the show talking to you all today. Um, send me your message. You know, send me messages. Let me know what you think about the show, what you thought about the show today, and um, I'm looking forward to. Uh, Friday radio special. I've got a I've got a panel, a girl panel, interesting personalities. We're going to be chatting, uh, having some real talk, real girls. Like I know it, it can get you know really just listen to me, but you know I like the fact that I can share, you know, just my thoughts on Wednesdays and then Friday it's conversation, it's interviews with, and also you know just deeper conversations, more re- more revealing stuff with all these other people. Anyway, don't forget to we. Talk again, same time. Still talk again. Yes, talk again, talk again. Um, on the next show, don't forget, I love you. I really, 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 really do love you. Um, thank you for listening. I love you for listening. Um, so, ciao. Mwah.
You can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 